welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue this series on the psychology of words, covering it from many angles and talking about words both internal and external and how they affect us, what they reveal about us. Yesterday, we spent some time talking about how it reveals your state of mind that psychiatrists and those that have worked for intelligence organizations use the science behind this to uh, measure whether someone's lying or not, uh, reveal their true character, uh, their identity, what's in them. Words can be very revealing, and, and we all know that from a common sense point of view. We can judge a lot by how we listen to others, but... How much do we listen to ourselves and how much do we pay attention to the words that are coming out of us and how they may be affecting us psychologically, physiologically, and even health-wise because words can make us very sick. There's so much to this and many layers I could honestly spend probably weeks on this topic and never cover enough. So today I want to just share a few experiments that I've come across in my years of working with clients and understanding the habits of, of, of people and human behavior. And I'm hoping this is going to reinforce the fact that words can be very powerful. Now you can decide whether you believe in these experiments that were done or not. That's totally your choice. But I find they have a lot of validity to it simply because in my own experiment or experience, I have I have seen stories of cases where words actually did affect somebody at a, at a very deep health level, okay? Um, one quick story before I get into these experiments is when my, uh, my, one of my children was in school, he had a teacher who loved to uh, uh, work on antiques, and I, I'm not going to mention any names because I don't have permission to do that. But anyways, this teacher ended up taking my, my child under his wing um, to teach them how to do the antique furniture. And they built a relationship. So I, I got to hear a lot of stories, and I knew all about this guy and, you know, uh, about his family and, and things that... Because that, they would chat a lot when they were working on the furniture. Well, interestingly, he had planted a tree in the backyard, and he, he was explaining to my child that, you know, this tree was planted in on behalf of his, his son. And he told his son when he planted the tree that as long as that tree would live, he would live. And he meant it in a very uh, loving, uh, kind of uh, legacy-building moment, if you will. But And it never really thought another thing about it. But uh, what happened is about 15, I think it was 15 years later, roughly. I might be off on that number uh, to be exact, but somewhere around there. His son took ill. And... Um, and, you know, at first it didn't seem like it was anything too serious. Well, he also noticed the tree was dying. And, and this didn't all happen just all at once one day. It just kind of happened over a progress of time as he began to observe what was happening around him. And try as he might to, re, re, you know, revive the tree, not really making the parallel yet that his son was dying too, um, he, he ended up, in the end, 
his son did pass away, which was very tragic, and, and it, it shocked him. It devastated him. It, it put him in a state of trauma for quite some time. Um, then realizing that the tree had died at the same time, which was sort of a hindsight thing, he put the two and two together and thought, gee, could it be that what I said was more damning than I thought? Okay, now, now ponder those thoughts, okay, as we move into these experiments. So there was a Japanese scientist named Masuro Omoto performed some of the most fascinating experiments on the effects that words have on energy in the 1990s. When frozen, water that's free from all impurities will form beautiful ice crystals that look exactly like snowflakes under a microscope. Water that's polluted or has additives like fluoride will freeze without forming crystals. Now, he did these experiments over time, and actually these were published even in picture form. You can find them online if you want to look it up. Emoto poured pure water into vials labeled with negative phrases like I hate you or fear. And after 24 hours, the water was frozen and no longer crystallized under the microscope. It yielded gray, misshapen clumps instead of beautiful lace-like crystals. In contrast, Emoto placed labels that said things like I love you or peace on vials of polluted water. And after 24 hours, they produced gleaming, perfectly hexagonal crystals. Emoto's experiments proved that energy generated by positive or negative words can actually change the physical structure of an object. The results on his experiments uh, were detailed in a series of books, beginning with the hidden messages in water. So if you're interested in that book, I would encourage you to get it. It is an interesting read. Again, it's the hidden messages in water, where you can see the astounding before and after photos of these incredible water crystals. Now, I want to point out that your body is three-quarters water, as is your brain. So what are you doing to your body and your brain every day? What kind of words are you exposing it to? What kind of energy? And I use the word energy, uh, again, referring to the fact that when you're angry, other people can feel it. They can sense it, all right? A lot of times they'll walk up to you and say, are you okay? What's wrong? And you, know, and you didn't even say anything to them yet. You might need, not have even had a bad look on your face necessarily, but they can sense something's not right, okay? And we, we all know that because we experience it every day, right? So um, that's the first experiment. I have another one I'm going to share with you uh, with the same scientist, but I'm, I'm going to run out of time in, in, uh, today, so I'll have to come back tomorrow and share that tomorrow. But I want you to think about this and, and get the book, The Hidden Messages in Water, or at least look it up online and do your own research and form your own opinions. I mean, you can decide just not to decide. You can decide this is all a bunch of hogwash. Fine. That's your choice, right? But what if it is true? What if it is true? Okay. So I've mentioned before the word disease is a derivative of dis-ease, okay? And that means there's dis-ease in your body. And that in itself should tell you something in terms of what's happening to you internally, psychologically, physiologically. So be careful of your words. This is Michelle Stuffis. Reframe and rewire greatness through daily routine. Join us tomorrow for more. Thank you.